0: So when I say I've been so looking forward to doing this podcast, that would be doing it a massive disservice. You can see in Jimmy's face, it's going to be a struggle for him this one, isn't it?
1: Uh, I'm <laughs> clocked out already, lads. I'm not listening.
0: <laughs> so did anyone watch Enjoy. any matches over the weekend, lads? Was <laughs> there any footy on? <laughs> you no, know, none. Uh, I have to say, we're not. We're actually going to start on Forest because uh, we've had loads of comments wanting to talk about the Forest game. So we're going to start on Forest, and then we'll, we'll obviously come to to Liverpool and the likes. But I have to say, lads, hats off to Missus. I was just telling Tank uh, there before we started. She obviously knew I was just on an absolute buzz there watching that game, and like I don't know why, but I don't drink Heineken at home. I really, I just drink Guinness or red you don't wine.
1: Drink Heineken.
0: Yeah, when I'm out, I like a pint of Heineken when I'm out, but I'm not a can of Heineken guy, it just doesn't taste the same. But I was on that much of a buzz last night, so I was on the cans of Heineken and I was like, what's going on with you? I was just, I was sending Josh to the fridge to get me more cans of Heineken because <laughs> it was absolutely buzzing. Uh Tank, how are you, mate? You enjoyed the
2: weekend? Yeah, it was a good weekend, mate. We fucking started off well. We went to Barnsley, we were top of the league with our Jacks team, the... Um... Did you want old Jack putting probably his best performance of the season? Fucking outstanding. Uh um, on, Jack. Should have won really the keeper who made a couple of outstanding saves to be fair. Fucking just the, the lads it is he shot like a fucking awful shot. And he, he's like caught it and spun it and threw it in between his legs. It was a killer. Oh. Yeah, and then obviously um just a wonderful weekend, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> smug <laughs> as fuck. It's proper dead smug. just oh, like do you know what? I think it was actually uh, I think it was actually Brian Jimmy who messaged, uh, and I really appreciate it, after Josh coming on the Friday show and saying he's surrounded by United fans in school, yeah. and uh, he sent us a message to the Twitter, the, the boot room Twitter page saying. Josh could go in and enjoy himself now. And that's, I was trying to chat to Josh this morning. He was like, dad, I, I am going to be, I'm going to give them so much. And I was like, do you know what, mate? You don't even need to just go in and smile. Just go in and
2: smile.
0: Yeah. The silence will kill them all. Just embrace, embrace the, the, the results. But uh, yeah, look, Jim, tell us a little bit about your weekend before we, we dive into things. You've been kicking off on any touch lines this weekend, or you're, bit, you're looking very sharp, mate. Oh you look no. fresh today.
2: Working,
1: working isn't it? You're actually doing some work, mate. I played on Saturday and I've done my neck, and I'm
2: old, lads. I'm fucking old. Oof.
0: How'd you do your like, is that why
2: you've got that fucking shirt that tight to support your neck? <laughs> fucking hell, mate. If you let go of that, you'll fucking like. <laughs> no, it no. Looks like
0: your head's stuck on the top of your shirt. That's
1: plenty of space in
2: there. Oh, I, I don't know,
1: know what is your problem. That
0: That is actually my idea of Mate, hell. You know, if I go of... to weddings, if I go to weddings and I have to do the top button up, it's uh, honestly, I get that dead mad. Because if I'm hot, I get mad. Not hot as in like when I'm on holiday, I love going in the sun and whatever. But like if I'm like uncomfortably warm, yeah. like in a suit. Well, what are you sweating handle...
1: for, lad? Why are you so, because you're a big fucking muscly a Donnie sats, why it was Thanks, skinny mate. lads. Well, skinny lads don't have that problem, we don't. We're just <laughs> um, but yeah, played Saturday. Fucking hell, the team were well annoyed. Oh, mate, it kicked off at the end. Oh, two big lads like, big. I just walked off to the dugout, left them to it, like, literally, oh, did
0: properly going for it.
1: Like, it was, it was a brawl like a mass brawl all twenty well I say all there's twenty one players involved and me just walking off to the <laughs> dugout <laughs>
0: <laughs> never change right. Jimbo <laughs> I'm like,
1: nah, not for me this is not my battle this lads. yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and uh what was it over?
1: Uh that one of the lads got uh sent off uh one of their lads um an African fella, and then one of our lads was giving him grief as he was on the sideline because he was still in the dugout when he the, the ref had told him to look, sort of do one. Well. And then he was walking around the pitch and then the full-time whistle went and our lad up front took his shirt off and was like flexing at this guy and then it was just like, just big old muscles everywhere and then a little skinny old white Jimmy just it. Walking he was actually away
0: like his top off and flexed at the guy. No, nah, I
1: think, I think he, you know, it's one of them things right at the end of the match you take your shirt off, like I wouldn't know. And he's wow well, of course not. Uh, <laughs> and well, he's done that and he was looking at the other guy, like just carrying on the beef, and it just kicked off, mate. It was just
0: stay well, was, well, well clear. Uh, how did you play? Yeah.
1: Not great if I'm being honest. So I did hardly touch the ball the first half and then and then at when they got a man sent off, pitch was dead bobbly. So after they got sent off I found their ball a bit more just spreading spreading forty-five, fifty yard diags. cool
0: on, lad. I uh, I wasn't gonna mention this on the podcast, but guess what I did on uh, on Saturday?
1: Watch someone play because you sent off.
0: No, I didn't get sent off, it was on my best behaviour uh, in our game. Mr. Penn, lads. <laughs> 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 I mean, <it's> <laughs> No, that was it wasn't actually shut up tank.
2: <laughs> hey.
0: No, it wasn't a banger. No, the game before was like a friendly tournament. It wasn't actually oh. like a registered tournament. So, uh yeah, I wasn't suspended, but yeah, first So let me game get this was, right. You go got sent off in a friendly. Yeah, but it wasn't my fault, Jim. We've been through this. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you really should know good. this pal, now. You've known okay. me for how yeah, many yeah, years? It's yeah. never not not your my fault. fault. Yeah, got you. Yeah. Uh but yeah, first game of the season. Started well first half playing some nice nice stuff. We get a penalty. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna, gonna, gonna get up and, and take it. And I'll always step up, like they don't bother me. But as a coach, right? You know what I tell the young lads or I tell Josh, like, don't change your mind, pick a corner, good good connection. I did none of those things when taking the penalty. Stepped up give him the eyes, Changed my mind, didn't hit it in the corner. Decent enough connection. But honestly, lads, it was absolutely terrible. And to make it worse, I come off at half time. And Josh, my lad, Josh was watching the match and he went, dad, I recorded your penalty and sent it to Mum. I was like, you little prick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why have you done that? So uh, yeah, not be proud this moment. But uh, right, lads, I'm dying to get into the podcast. There's loads I want to talk about, and I want to start off because we've had loads of questions coming in, pretty much starting from last night. People have wanted us to record live podcasts to give our our reaction to the weekend's footy, but we're going to start with Nottingham Forest because we've had uh, loads and loads of comments and, and questions coming in around that. First and foremost, it wouldn't be a weekend without talking about dodgy decisions and questionable decisions, but you know what I want to do? I want to talk about The game first. Now I want to talk about some of the positives and one of them has to be Brennan Johnson because I thought he looked a a real threat. I thought his second goal in particular was absolutely outstanding. And one of the things they always say, Tank, sometimes is the best strikers in the world sometimes to find space will just stand still. And I absolutely love the way that he just peeled off, stood still, held his position, opened his body and, and found the top corner. It was an unbelievable goal and an impressive performance.
2: He's a talented boy, that's for sure. Um, it's mad because, like, me and his old man were really good mates and so was Shannon and his missus. And um, the kid used to be running around. He's the same age as Millie. So, you know, And I've, I knew him growing up as a little kid. And when you look at the the stats and his rise, this is what frustrated me when he was getting a little bit of stick before the World Cup stopped because he was getting a bit of stick. But this this is only the lad's third full season. hmm that's all. He was on loan at Lincoln, come back. He had a full season in the Championship, was superb, got promoted. And it takes time to find... No hiding place, he's learning under the lights. It's, no, it's not. You know, when it's I'm not being funny, his third full season's in the Premier League as a 20, 21-year-old kid as he is now. The stats of Forster off the charts. He's had 40-odd goal involvement in 89 games. It's ridiculous. You know, he's 21. He's like, you know... And I seen someone compares a couple of things like with folding and all of that, and Jack Grealish goal involvements this season and or from after the World Cup, and he's ahead of all players like this. He, for me, he's getting a few plaudits, but he's not getting anywhere near the plaudits he should have. And I know that you were you going to say about we're not going to speak about some dodgy decisions. I have to say, I thought the referee in the Forest Everton game was absolutely fucking atrocious. Like, off the charts how bad he was. And one of them involved, Brennan Johnson. Did you see where the foul Gibbs-White on, on the Tarkovsky foul Gibbs-White mm-hmm. and literally, like, the ref has let player go on? Brennan Johnson's 1v1 with fucking Seamus Coleman. 1v1, lads. It's the, the it's ref, the situation that you
0: try to
2: manipulate and get him in pretty much throughout the course of the game. Yeah, the, now play the advantage. The ref let it sit go, and he's running at him, and then he blows back for the free kick. And I'm like, what the fuck have I just seen? Yeah, how can you be a professional referee and you stop that? It's basically play the advantage. He's one v one with a slug, mm-hmm. and I just thought some of the referees. Honestly, I thought some of the referees' decisions. Not just for Forrest, by the way, for Everton as well. You think you're like, well, you know, there was one in on the halfway line where fucking Gibbs White gets absolutely fucking cleaned out, dragged back. He's in a headlock. And then they give a foul for fucking Everton. And you're like, I don't get what I've just seen. So it was a big punt for Forrest. I personally thought, I think Everton are going to be, they're going to be an away team. I think Everton's performance is away towards the end of this season or define whether they're going to stay in the league because and I'm not just saying this to be controversial, I don't think that the home... The fans crowd help Yeah, I don't think the crowds are going to help them. And I don't mean that in a nasty way to Evertonians, I don't. But I just think there's a lot of nervousness with Everton's fans and I think that the Everton's home form this season... I think they're going to struggle. I mean, they got Brentford. You don't really want to take Brentford. A year, a free-flowing Brentford the way they are. They're a, they're an awkward team to fucking get a result against. You've got them at home. I think it was a massive, massive result for Forest. I know some Forest fans are saying, "Oh, but but you know, With
0: Southampton's
2: it, win." You don't feel like it's a, a yeah, I do. Two but you just drop. keep an Everton down there, Jamie. You know what I mean? You kind of like I thought Everton played okay. You know, I thought he, I thought he played well. I've got to be honest. I thought he had control of the game for the first half, Forrest... Again, for me, the manager made fantastic substitutions, possibly a few minutes too late, but I thought all of the subs come on I made a big impact. Um, but I think it's a good point and it's a, it's it's good to stop Everton getting three points, if you know what I mean. What did you make
0: of the penalty decisions in the game, Jim? Because the scene, obviously, you look, you ask the managers and they'll always have their own view that usually supports, supports their team. I looked at the Shelby one. I thought it was soft, but I can see why it was given. Like, I, I, you know, like, there could be no qualms. But as a footballer who's been in that situation, you're like, he's played for that day. He knows what he's doing. But, you know, it's it's one of them. Then the Seamus Coleman one, he's kicked the back of the lad's leg. Like, it, Coleman's kicked Cole back. It was Cole back, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he's kicked the back of his leg. But obviously, Sean Dice is then complaining, saying that they should have had that one. I just, and then Tank talks about that. Uh, a situation where uh, Brennan Johnson's one v one. It just seems like there's a lack of game understanding. So referees that don't act, can't interpret the game and what's happening within the game. What did you make of the decisions?
1: The word for me is consistency. Like, there's no consistency across any Premier League decisions in any way, shape, or form. So, I mean, we we had one similar on Sunday for Archie's footy where the lad got fouled. We scored off it, but she didn't. The the woman blew up. It should have been a, a the advantage played. That's just football. Did you kick That's, off? yeah.
0: What is going on? Yeah. With you? You've got your no, top button too tight. That's what it is. Yeah. Undo that top button. I didn't, I, button I didn't kick
1: off. I didn't kick off. It, it was annoying. It was annoying. I didn't kick off, but she didn't. It, it's, it's a different story because she's a coach. She's not the actual ref. They they coach it from the sidelines. But my point is, if you know the game, you play advantage, and you let that go on. So, I just think there needs to be more consistency within the decisions that are being given um, for everyone to to be able to to get the best out of the decisions being made from the ref. But on the flip side then you know are these decisions giving us talking points to talk around so this is where like the var was we thought would come in and and stop all this but it's it's actually gone the other way because we're talking more about var than we are the decisions because they're getting it wrong too so i think there needs to be a, a and we're talking around bloody Premier League regulation and independent bodies. I think something needs to be done a bit, a bit around the the standard of refereeing and the and the refs and what's going on there because it can't keep going on like this. Because it's week after week, conversation after conversation around issues and and decisions that aren't going the right way.
0: When I look at it, Tank, and you spoke about this before, I suppose in terms of the the quality of the referees whenever something is left open to interpretation i feel like we're going to have an issue because i could look at an incident you could look at an incident uh, and and jimmy could look at an incident and we could all read it completely differently so if you if you have that scenario with referees there's always going to, uh, going to going to be challenges then like jimmy says var has been brought in and anything slowed down I think looks way worse. I think you have natural contact in the box. And I've, I've said it for as long as we've been doing this podcast, contact in the box does not equal penalty. It's it, I don't know when this became a thing, but then you also have the kind of grey area of, well, you know, is it a clear and obvious issue, uh, error? Blah, blah, blah. We've spoke about this time and time again. What's the solution to this? Because it's only the teams that seem to be suffering and there's no accountability. And like you said, their tank, they seem to be getting wrong. It's not isolated inc- incidents. It's continuous patterns throughout games. There was games all over the weekend where I'm looking at them going, how have they looked at that situation and come up with that answer? It's bizarre to me.
2: I've said that from day one, mate. The only solution for me is to fuck VAR if It's not working. It's clearly not working. You know, since VAR's coming, we've got programmes on the telly like Ref Watch now because there's that many mistakes that there's a slot for that there's that but it's not look at human error you can accept human error but you've just said there then if you've got the referee and it is decision and he sees it how he sees it but then if it goes to the fucking, the dickheads on the screens of var there's three of them who all may have three different opinions so you know with what you might think of pen we might think it's slightly more no, it's a little bit i'm not too sure about that and i think this is why it takes that long because you've got three fucking strap-ons looking at three different screens with three different opinions all giving three different mixed messages to the man on the fucking touch. Let, let the referee, referee. Let the ref ref. Just let the ref ref, and that's it. Just, that's it. And if you come makes a mistake, he's going. Yeah, sorry, boys got that one wrong. But that, thats the end of the matter. It's human error. But the fact that we're going into these and saying, well, you know, and the lines drawn or the lines fucking straight? You know, it's honestly that's. I just think that we're. we're we're trying to change a game that doesn't need changing. just let the referee referee the game with his, two, with his three officials on the day and if they're making a mistake, they get a slap on the wrist and they don't referee next week. But the fact of the matter is now, but actually, how many how many times are you hearing now that the VAR referees now are being banned from from VAR? And I mean, it's, how can you get that wrong when you're watching the screen? Well, do you know what though, Tank? You said something there and I'd
0: love to see it, right? So, I agree with you completely that the ref ref is assistance uh, on the day. Let them referee it. Right. And then have the refs come out at the end of the game and explain the decisions. And if a referee turns around and goes, I could only give it for this particular reason. I might've been wrong. In fact, I've watched the replays back and I hold my hands up. Well, based on the information and my interpretation, this is what I said. Is anyone really going to argue? Like, is any, because we're all not perfect. Do you know what I mean? And, and I don't want to see games being yeah. re-refereed up by a yeah. uh, a monitor. I want to be able to celebrate. I don't want them hunting, trying to find some little issues and try to wait, take away these these big moments. It's diluting the game. It's making it shit. And if anything, it's it's actually made the game worse. So I just think it's now starting to create additional problems. I don't, I don't, um, uh, just uh, so we're clear, what did you make of the penalty decisions? Did you have any? Because there, there seems to have been a bit of Ferrari around that. Were you, do you have any issues with them?
2: No, the look, it's the the Shelby one's a penalty and it's it's soft, but you know, we the lad's clever, he's bought it. The Seamus Comer one. I mean, I, I don't really get, you know, how Dice is saying it's a penalty. He's kicked the back of the lad. I mean, he, he's defended he's defended poorly at first, but his his recovery is brilliant. He's got, his and body. he's got in front of the man and got his body in front mm-hmm. and kind of shepherd the ball and he's volleyed the back of his leg. Now, if that's the other way and that's the attacker, Colbeck would have went down. That's a pen. You'd be saying that's a penalty, that. So yep. uh, I think I think they got both right. The, the Shelby one's soft, but in in this game it's a penalty. In the modern game it's a pen.
0: We had uh, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about Brennan Johnson. We had a couple of questions that come in. David wanted to know how how good is he uh, going to be, and Forest Fan TV wants to know uh, is Brennan going to be better than Salatank?
1: depends what weight depends what weight tanks on you lad. hold that
0: you hold that we'll be
2: talking about like that in a minute this really, really because it's actually you sold Salah you were happy to sell them don't I bring me into this don't right. bring me in the WhatsApp I put information so I got told that Liverpool are looking to sell these players that's all I done and put the players in, and you actually said I'd be happy with all them to go in the summer. <laughs> listen, anyway,
1: listen, let's, I...
2: let's talk about Brent. No, right, <laughs> Brennan Johnson for me, <laughs> he's getting better and better and better. The more I see him, the better he gets. He's got electric pace, he's a good finisher, and he's just yeah, he's is he gonna be better than Mo Salah? No, he's not, unfortunately. And I'm sorry, and I'll apologize to his dad as well, but the kid's gonna—he's—he's he's gonna go all the way to the top. I think. I think he's got an outstanding future in the game. I really do.
0: So uh, now, on on that note, we're. Probably going to have a few arguments now, so I'm looking forward to this. Jim's got that mischievous <laughs> look on his face where he's got a couple of grenades. Me, and he's just going to just going to drop a couple of grenades and watch me and Tank go. Uh, by the way, Jim, a definite fine for posting WhatsApp messages
2: exactly. on social media. That's
1: fair that, enough. That's absolutely. Behavior. Behavior. But I think it was fully justified.
2: Why? Why? Because you're
1: Cause saying, you're because you're giving me grief, saying Salah uh, should be in a, premier league team of the season a week ago
2: you were selling him off no 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 not the season week, the, old time, a, the old time premier league a you week before that
1: him. a week before that clop out what's <laughs> going on and now you beat man united 7-0 it's all all hunky-dory oh no no i don't think liverpool's hunky-dory
2: james <laughs> Oh james james, no, I, hello, listen, james. Alan, <laughs> listen
1: mr rogers <laughs> Are you
0: two flirting here? I can't into, decide
2: anyway. Jamie, let's crack on with your agenda. All right, all me. right,
0: we'll get to that. We'll get I'm to sure that. Really so, get to uh, Liverpool versus Manchester United. Uh, I don't know about you, lads, but like, I'm not over like, it. Like, I don't, I can't decide what has been better, right? So, there's been lots of things that have happened, right? So, the results, unbelievable. Gary Neville is a helmet, and I'm going to I'm gonna spend a good 10 oh, minutes talking about him you in Have seen
2: pulls out of Monday Night Football?
0: Mate, don't get me started. Like, all the, sh- the-, the shit that he was talking in the build-up to this game, I would say a little whiff of arrogance from him in terms of the way he shooed away Graham Souness's view on the games, the way he was kind of smirking, talking about how confident he was. He gives it all a biggin', then makes an absolute holy show of himself in the studio at the end of the game, which we'll come on to in a bit, and then pulls a sickie. But
2: tonight
0: yeah uh, like what a shite bag
2: i love the way you tried to pull us out
0: do you know what jim gary neville's been worse than you posting whatsapp messages on social <laughs> media there
1: it was my my defense it was justified
0: are you sticking by that
1: uh yeah yeah okay
0: so you're all right with that yeah yeah
1: fully all right Thanks calling me out on social media I call you out every day. I call you the one <laughs>
2: <laughs> You got the young said in the ours,
1: and, uh, I even changed the name of uh, Tank from Alan to Rakitic just to piss him I'll off. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so the football match itself—I mean, bloody hell, Tank! Like, I fancied Liverpool going into it. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I did. I said 2 0 and I thought Nunes would score. I don't think anyone in the right minds would have predicted this type of performance. Firstly, just what's your reaction to it? Because it's a bit mad. Let's be honest.
2: Oh no! No one's seen. No one's seen the seven 0 But I think all of us, we all put down, and Jimmy'll probably tell us in a bit. We all fancied Liverpool to win. I think. Did you put that down, Jimmy, as well? So the three of us fancied the Liverpool win. And lads, I'm not. I'm sitting as smug as fuck because I've seen some of the reply. <laughs> I don't go on TikTok. I've seen. I got. Listen, I've been called a retard, a bin dipper. True. Uh, true. Fucking, that was just Jimmy. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mad like because you know like we have a bit of cracking and banter but some of the name calling but it makes me happy because I went on TikTok and actually just replied 7-0 and smiling emojis to the all, lads I've been saying it from the fucking first kick of the season this is not a great Man United side. This Man United side are not back. This Man United side are lucky as fuck to be where they are in the league because of the situation. What Liverpool's been in, Chelsea, Tottenham, Chelsea, uh, and uh, Man City have even had to drop off. Let's get that right. Man City are nowhere near the side of, of, of yesteryear's, put it that way. The thing what Man City's got is they've got a deeper squad, a better squad than nearly everyone else in the Premier League. So they have got lads to come in and, you know, keep them up there pushing for titles where I don't think Liverpool and the rest of them have. You're kind of like Casemiro was the greatest... I've seen a quote that Casemiro was the new Cantonal signing. Go fuck yourselves if you think that. You're fucking deluded. You're deluded if you think that. He He was the worst player on the football pitch yesterday, by the way. He looked like someone had just sent over his fat Brazilian cousin to play instead of him. He was that bad... And, lads, listen, I just want to sit here and just say, geez, boys, because Tank's fucking right. <laughs> Tank's right. i fucking called it and I've said it. They're not back. They're nowhere near back. And they're lucky. They, they shouldn't have won the, uh, the Cup the other week. They were fucking defending for nearly 70% of the time. If Newcastle had a forward, he could score a goal. they would have beat them. They played a pile of shite to get to the final. And they've had one serious test in the past few weeks and it was a 7-0 arse wiping. Where are you with this one, Jim? Because I was
0: surprised, right? This is me being objective now. I I feel like today should be a day where I shouldn't have to be objective and I should embrace it. But for the the good of the podcast, I I will will try. I was surprised by the analysis of the first half. I felt Liverpool were really strong for the first 20, 25 minutes. And this is rose-tinted... Glasses off. I thought Liverpool looked really good. And then I did feel like a couple of things look, Man United are set up in a way that they will they can keep it tight. And with the pace that they have on the break, they're they're always likely to catch it. And I feel like this is maybe where Tank is coming from in terms of they don't look like they play free flow in dominating football, they're compact. And they have flyers, and this is why they've always, for me, kind of seemed to have done quite well in Europe because they can they can kind of break quick and with Rashford down the channel. It happened again with Liverpool yesterday. There was a, there was a couple of flashes in the last fifteen minutes, and you thought, "Ooh, these will always have a bit of a threat." That's that's what I felt. Was like you just mm-hmm. have to be careful with how they use the ball. If we get turned over in a difficult area, two balls and and they're in. And I did feel like that, and I felt like the cop could sense that. So that's probably why last fifteen minutes you were like. Hold on, we've got to be on our toes here a little bit. But then I was very surprised to hear post-game Ten Hog say it. Gary Neville said that he felt that Manchester United were the better team in the first half. What did you make of, A, the first half and how both teams approached the game? I thought the
1: first half was closer, obviously, than the second half. And like you say, I thought Liverpool looked vulnerable on the break. And... Um... That United and, and with tank, what tank's saying, I don't think anyone's saying United are back to United of
2: old. I think what they're saying is they're more. Well, Jimmy, can, you just, can you just say that, uh, mate? If you've seen social media and you've seen the X Man United. Mate, play? You've got Real Ferdinand, who's saying Liverpool are on the decline. United are yeah, on the way. But that's, you know what they're
1: doing there.
2: They're I they're the gallery. I yeah, yeah, yeah. the quadruple. They're going to win this. They're going to win that. I've got to be honest with you, mate. And as Jamie said, then this is a this is a bang average side who's got the best player in world football at the minute on the counter attack. And Rashford, take them out the side. You've got nothing.
1: So take um, so you take that first half into account where they they were likely to hit you. They could have scored a couple to to. Go in uh all square at half time, couldn't you? But the way Man United was set up, as I said to you, they had Rashford as the number nine, Vegas as the ten, Fernandez and Anthony on the wings. Now, the way Liverpool play with their flying wingers, you cannot play with Fernandez and Anthony on their wings and expecting them to track back. Yeah. Robertson Did Trent you see the video, getting...
0: Jim? Have you seen the video of Anthony Lats? Uh, so I, basically, Jim, if you haven't seen it, I'll send it after this, mate. It's, uh, yeah, it's, send uh, it. Shows it, you I'd know assume. what you're talking about. Anthony, like... I assume. It, it's, it's, honestly, it's, it's a sackable offence. There was two United players that did things for me, and we'll come on to the other one later, that are sackable offences. When I say Anthony didn't track back, he was looking. He was looking at Robbo and just so decided, could, not for me, not for me. So anymore. I
1: could see in the first half, so the way Liverpool set up the ad, uh, Nunez slash Gakpo in the middle, and they'd have either RV Elliott and then uh, either Gakpo and um, Nunez there, but they'd, they'd compact the back four, so either centre-half would get it, they couldn't play it into the to the full-backs, it had to go long, and they played a really clever press that way. United were trying to do the same, but when the ball broke for the press, both Anthony and Fernandez wasn't tracking back, so it was two against one for Dallow and Luke Shaw. And then Casemiro was having to to deal with the midfield uh with Fred Fred was all over the place and it was a shit show. So if United are looking to play that way, them two wingers are not the right uh wingers to play because you can easily beat the press because of them. Um and it just capitulated for United and it was just it was a, it was and I understand what Gary Neville's saying in where he said this they've been absolutely battered 7-0. But it was it, it, it's it's not before they would be losing lots of games, like close games, whereas it, this is a season where seemingly it, it is better, but one, they're in the top four, and two, um, prior today they were up there with, uh, or prior to yesterday, sorry, they had a they had half-decent goals against record. So I understand what he's saying, but for me, it's the nature in that second half that would be concerning. If I am Ten hog. Anthony and Fernandez don't get anywhere near that starting eleven just because of their work rate and how they um, and how they conducted themselves that second half. And and you know Casemiro, he might have a bad game, but at least he, you know his endeavours there. Whereas them two are just um, they they've let themselves down massively.
0: Where are you on this one, Tank? Because I, I understand what Jimmy's saying. I think structurally United were off, but under. So it can. It doesn't need to be mutually exclusive. So it doesn't need to be that it's on Manchester United that the, that second half performance. Can no, it Liverpool be the, were good. No I'm, no, I'm Liverpool were I'm good. no, I'm not talking about Gary Neville. I'm not talking about you. and that's
1: where Neville's let himself down because is what he was saying was technically correct. United haven't been battered every week like all you know. They they weren't going in expecting to lose games this season. They've turned that boat around. But what they what he should have said. Is Liverpool have played well? Because they have. United have also played awful. So coincide.
0: Well, he turned into me when I get pissed off, Jim, and I just become like Ugh, just Ugh. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's he, like... hurting. It is hurting, isn't it? But do you know what though, Tank? Where, like where do you do you see this? Because I I think it did Liverpool a disservice. I actually thought some of their attacking play, particularly when you look at the volume of shots they had convert uh, versus the the goals they converted. Like they were absolutely ruthless. Some of the goals they scored were genuinely breathtaking. Off the chart The the movements, the interchange in a possession, and that, and we have to hold our hands up. Tank, me and you were when Gakpo came in, we were like. Oh.
2: I've still got his flight ticket back to fucking Amsterdam here. It cost me a few quid.
0: We were we were unsure, right? But you can see now... And I didn't think Nunes was great yesterday, but he scored two goals. I he looked he like was he was shopping, carrying... Yeah, he looked like he was carrying an injury or something. He didn't seem to want to sprint. It was bizarre, but... You can see where Liverpool are going with that front three now. It's like the interchange. In Nunes loves to drift central, but he's also great wide. Gakpo does the same. He's nearly like a Firmino light with probably a bit more of bad. Yeah, and and like this is why you know these play these coaches and managers earn the big books because you can see quite quickly now with a little bit of coaching what they're doing to that player. And for me, Tank, I think it's a mix of yeah. I think United shit the bed. Uh, I, I think they bottled it. In the second half, I think structurally they were all over the place. I think a lot of their players should hold their heads in shame. Under no circumstances ever should that happen in a football match. At three 0 you take your medicine, you get home on the bus, and you're taking three 0 and you and you and you learn from it, you get better. They shit the bed, a couple of them threw the towel, and it's it's shocking stuff, really. You've just they look said
1: petrified there. as well. They look petrified from the first minute when they're on the ball. They look scared.
2: You've just said something there, Jamie, which. I want to fucking touch on. You said this is why the managers get paid the big bucks. And I'm going to tell you now that Ten Hag is not a top-draw manager because a top-draw manager doesn't come out and say the stuff what he says before a game. It's the same pitch. It's the same, uh, the ball's round. My players are looking forward to this. You know, there's even a quote where he's saying teams, he uh, has come to an end, speaking about Man City and Liverpool. He's like a fucking amateur. And let's just get one thing straight right. Anybody who thinks that you can play Bruno Fernandes wide left and Anthony wide right against the two best marauding fullbacks in world football, you need something fucking, you need help. Because if, if you think that they're going to stop them fullbacks, well, then you're fucked. And I put in our WhatsApp group, I was astounded he put Marcus Rashford as a nine against Canate and Virg. I was astounded because all of the space is wide against Liverpool. Everyone on, knows the right. way. Everybody like, knows the way. On, don't you don't they? You talk about it. You fucking Rashford and Trent. And you know, Gary Neville was doing an interview saying, "You know, I think it could be a, a, a terrible day for for Trent Arnold." Yet this so-called wonder manager, the Man United putting out the new ideas began. I thought it was schoolboy errors. What the, that side? where really he picked? Genuinely thought it was a schoolboy error to pay them to and. <sighs> How Liverpool aren't getting the credit. But Gakbo's second goal, I mean, I don't get too excited normally, but I lost my voice, I knocked my beer over, I jumped over the couch, done my knee and everything again. Me and Jack were hugging. That Gakbo's second goal was unbelievable. As good unbelievable. as it gets. Yeah. It was three passes and he's the little dink and his run and Salah's ball. I mean, how any idiot who knows anything about football to say Liverpool didn't play well. No wonder he's called in sick tonight because he's embarrassed himself. Well, do you know what? And... So, I've thought this about
0: Neville and Carragher for a while. So, And I'm going to mention Carragher because he has been like this as well. I think Gary Neville let himself down so badly yesterday. And I actually think as paying Sky customers to use that line, I actually think we deserve better analysis than what he serves up when Manchester United... I don't want to watch a Man United fan channel. And just like with Carragher, I don't think he should be commentating on Liverpool games. It's nearly like it's becoming you nearly said it before, Jim, playing to the masses, the banter era. I'm not I don't want Bant's really, to be honest. I want to hear about the game. What why why did that happen? What was the thought process? What should he have done better? This thirst for for the banter era and getting the one upmanship and creating memes on social media. Gary Neville has to be better than that. And for him to carry on the way that he did, Graham Souness made very fair, rational points. He wasn't trying to be prickly. Gary Neville nearly, I want to say, mocked him, which I thought was a bit low considering, you know, all that Soon has achieved in the game. Just don't be a prick to people. I thought he was a bit, bit smart. Then to carry on the way that he did, blinded by emotion. I get that it's a tough game, but you're a professional, mate. Strap it on, is- have the conversation. He needs to be better, Jim, no?
1: This is the issue when you're employing people of this nature. And Look, we all love it when it's good, isn't it? And we and we get it. And you know, it's great when it's they're neutral and the the insight they give is great. But you've got to understand, this also he is still a fan of Man United. He's played there since he was, however, he's a paid so this, professional though, Jim. He is a paid. But Sky will be loving this. You think Sky are bothered that he's done? They've got more views from that video than they would have done to him and analyzing the game. That yeah. that little um. That little spat oh, with... On it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone's it. on it. So Sky will be buzzing. They're not going to go, listen, guy, we need you to wind it in a bit, lad. You need to sort of. But is that out. not They'll
0: part be- of the problem? Maybe I'm be- being an old arse here, right? But like, is that but what it the- is? Is it soundbite central now rather I than I don't like, think actual- it's soundbite
1: central. I just... It, it's a fine line between being... Stepping at the line as a fan and being too fanatical and being a robot. So hmm. there's, you know, there's, there's... We all know, uh, you know, most people's allegiances, and and they they commentate around that. Um, you know, I was saying to, what game was I watching? Um, was it the Saturday night game? And they had the female commentator, on and I was struggling with it because she was she had no sort of. It, it was, you know, there was no enthusiasm, or it was, it was a struggle, whereas. With this, you kind of go in like, uh, yeah, you, you, you can get his point, because as a fan, we've all been there where you've been absolutely battered by your rivals or something's not gone your way and people want to talk to you about it and you're showing your arse and you're being an arse all about it because you don't want to answer
0: the questions. Never done that myself.
1: Exactly. So, because <laughs> you're on the other side, you're going, oh, I don't want to see that. But when if Liverpool were battered by United and Carragher, you'd be like, yeah, you, and Gary Neville's being an arse by ripping into... so. You know, it's a very fine line. I think he did step over the line by not admitting that Liverpool uh, didn't play well. And um, but, like I said, I think I think he's entitled to be like that as a fan. But you need to be, you need to be
2: uh, still professional whilst also smarting as well a little bit. Keane, thinking? yeah. You look at Roy Keane. Roy Keane was saying. I've been worried about this, and he even mentioned before the game, he says they were giving out all kinds of awards after before the West Ham game. He said they got they were giving awards out like five awards. He says, and I was worried that the circus is coming back into town then. And he's he, I think he's brilliant. He's like, I don't think this United team is back. I think the grand result of the doom well. And I thought never, I honestly thought never was a disgrace, lads. I'm being honest with you. To say that Klopp will look back at the analysis and think we didn't play very well today. That's some fucking statement, Dan.
0: Well, another statement that he made, Tank, and I'll stay with you on this one, is that he felt going into this game that these United players are tough. This is yeah. a tough group, he said. I'll yeah. I'll counter that. I think it's a petulant group. When, and tough for me is not giving the old shoulder barges when all the camera's there and playing <clears> up to the crowd. Tough <clears> for <throat> me is when the chips are down, who's going to show up? And I tell you what, None of them showed up. And I'm a Liverpool fan, but I'm saying this as a football fan. What Bruno Fernandes did yesterday as the captain of Manchester United Football Club, and again, I'm a Liverpool fan, but Man United are one of the greatest clubs in world football with an unbelievable decorated history. Football is better for Manchester United being strong in terms of its competition, in my honest opinion. I always want Liverpool to be better, don't get me wrong, but football is better when you've got a good competing Man United. For what for what he did yesterday as the captain of that team, and we can list stuff, he asked to come off. He asked to come off. When his team needed him, he asked to come off the pitch. He was feigning injury. There was one, I think, that grazed his chest. I think it was Canadi. He went down like he'd been shot in the face, like something out of a platoon. He hit a linesman. Now, let's be honest here. Contact... Wasn't he didn't? Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like Paul Durkin was it the referee where the Canio pushed him and he did the big dramatic fall. But he lashed out at a linesman. And if you actually look back, Trent threw the ball at him, and there was a split second where he thought about fall down. (laughs) Manchester United don't deserve a captain that does that. If it was me, and it's not now, but if it was me. I would get him on the first plane out of there. If you're talking about the negativity that Pogba brought or Ronaldo brought in terms of the, uh, the culture of that club, he's wor- he's worse. That carry on is worse. I would get him out of there, Tank, no? How
2: long have we been doing this podcast and I've said the same thing about him since day one? He is he's a cheat and he's a bluffer. He scores all his goals and assists when he's allowed to cheat. Oligo Solskjaer allowed him to do whatever he wanted, go where he wanted. He didn't have to track back. As soon as you ask him to do position, he can't do it. Do you know the worst thing for me than all of that was when the young kids—I can't say his name from Liverpool—the young Percentage. Uh, yeah, go on, have him. a go, though. I want
0: you to try. Go on, yeah, yeah. Percentage. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Did you say percentage. He, he can't even say. can't even say.
2: Gakpo, never mind. Percentage. <laughs> Do you know the thing for me? And if you watch when the young kids on the on the touchline goes past him and he tries to kick him, have a look at it. Have a look at Fernandez's reaction. That for me, if I'm a coach and a manager of Man United, I'm going pulling him in and just saying, you've been great, find yourself a new club. You are not what we... Man United cannot get back to the top while he's on the pitch for them because he'll let you down. When it's not going his way, he'll spit his dummy out. He'll throw his toys out the pram. And, and, lads, he's a fraud. For me, he's a fraud. He is not a leader. And, I just, look, I don't like Manchester United, but they're a global phenomenon. They're an absolute monster. The biggest club in world football. I'll tell you what was funny, because after the game, I dropped Jack back off, and I had it on pause, and I watched uh, that thing with Gary Neville and Roy Keane was on it, and it showed you some of his games and the Arsenal away. That's a fucking captain. That's a man you captain. That is a man who you go... I'll follow this comes anywhere he goes. I'll follow him.
0: Yeah, it's so funny you say that because me, uh, me and my lad were out watching the exact same thing. And he said yeah. to me, he goes, you like Roy Keane, don't you, dad? I said, he's one of, he's one of my heroes. He's genuinely one, yeah. of, one of my heroes. And it, do you know what it is, Jim? It's He shows up. He shows up. He wouldn't be intimidated. And we got a question in from Wayne Stewart, Jim, who says, is that the worst thing you've ever seen from a captain on a football pitch?
1: It's up there, Galas. When he went and sat down, was he the captain of Arsenal that time? Oh Jesus, remember he, that the penalty, and he went and sat down and kicked off. So it's certainly up there. The issue you have got with Fernandez is, is like when he's good, he's all right. You know, he's all right and he gets away. But when he's bad, he's very bad, and and these things come to light. And you know, as as Tank says, when the chips are down, do you like? almost to a point where you go, Do you play Fernandez against one of the top four? Because you know that if it if it gets into a little bit of a battle and it gets and it gets difficult, is he going to be waving his arms around and feigning all that side of stuff and it just it didn't look great for him and I you know, I I think you either get the best out of him and get try and get that out of him or or you know they they quietly move him on in the summer maybe but you know it's a You're shame really him, is he He's not gonna change. I
2: don't, he, I don't he's really think four so. years,
0: five years. Yeah. He always does this every season. He'll, he'll do this. Yeah. It, you're looking at it now, Tank. You're looking at the league table. It's got a bit of a different feel to it. You're looking at I suppose the teams that are competing for that top four. It looks for want of a better word, that Newcastle, it's, it's caught up in Newcastle. Their legs seem a little heavy. That that zip that they had earlier on in the season. Yeah. It's tough to to keep grinding out results, and whilst they're not scoring a lot of goals, it's it's going to get even more difficult. And then you look at Spurs being very Spurs. I think you know it's it. You never know what's going to happen with them from from week uh, week to week. How do you see that top four shaping up now? Do you think Liverpool have got an outside cha- chance?
2: Of course, they've got a nice outside chance now. Do I think that's five Premier League wins, is it? Or four Premier League wins, one draw, five clean sheets. The front three clicked yesterday. Am I convinced that Liverpool's back? Sorry, mate, not, not at not the minute. Not at the minute. Because we've seen this false dawn before when we, we beat Bournemouth 8-0 was it, this season. And we're like, oh, this is now the kick on. I just think if we go to Bournemouth next week uh, at the weekend and we get a result there and with a bit of momentum, then we've got City and Chelsea and Arsenal to come after that. You know, that's three massive games. Um I still think it's in Spurs. I know Spurs are being very spurs but I just think their run-ins considerably easier than most. It certainly is. And I still think Spurs would be strong favourites to get it for me. So,
0: Talking of how the, the games have been shaping up and Tang touched on them there, Arsenal have got to come to Liverpool. Jim, they answered another big, big question there at the weekend. Or did they? Are you, are you starting to see cracks appear and... There's only I so many play, games. Say
1: I agree with Tank. They're gonna win the league. <laughs> they're not gonna win it. I don't. I don't think they win the league now. Um, what
2: five points? I just,
1: I just don't. We've got to play all, uh, Man City as well, haven't they? In April. Um,
0: I, I've so, always said I felt City will win it. By the way, just I
1: yeah. said whoever won that game, and I think uh, the 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 one in February. Uh, would win it. I don't think they win it. I think there's only so much times you can go to the well and keep bringing these 3-2 draws against Bournemouth. Let's have it right. are oh, bloody rock bottom of the league only scored 24 goals and they, they were 2-0 up within 20 minutes. I think there's only so many times. and I think that squad depth will probably come and bite them in the bum now with Europa League, FA Cup and uh, the Premier League. So I think Arsenal showing chinks in their armour now. Um, you know, they just luckily got through with a lucky goal off the crossbar that hit Martinez and then being a pencil and going up for the corner to beat Villa. They've scraped past Bournemouth. They've got some big games to come up. Like I say, they've got Liverpool, Man City um, to play as well. Is that not oh, character, think... though, Jimmy? It, it is character and it's a great character have. Look at the United, the,
2: past, the, the, United the amount of time you score late, late winners. And no, I get late, late winners
1: but the the depth of that squad and the age of that squad is will will hinder it for the push towards the final especially with yeah, being on next week run. yeah but Ketty has been doing well and that's not necessarily a good thing though i think because i think now they've got a selection headache. So does that mean that people are going to be getting upset for not playing? Now Enketi has been scoring goals and now they've got Reese Nelson who wasn't selected. He's scoring goals and um, if he's coming into the squad, they've got to leave someone else out. It's it's all well and good having a steady start in 11 and, and a steady bench. But when you've got a squad depth, that's what Pep's so good at is managing that squad because um, he's got a big, deep squad. Whereas Arsenal now are going to find out whether Arteta can do that and keep everyone happy, because once you don't, that little bit of unrest might start creeping into that camp.
2: Come on, make your minds up. You've just said that the squad depth is is going to kill them, and then you say he's I'm, going to have a problem. No, I'm saying
1: my point is no. I'm not. I'm not saying Reese. Reese Nelson doesn't get into any other Premier League team or, or any top ten Premier League team. Let me tell you, but. When they're playing well, they have a right to be knocking on that manager's door before he had a good 11 and a steady bench, right? So he could rotate every now and again. When you've got a decent starting 11 and the bench are doing well, that's when you're going to start having people on the bench asking questions and they want to start and people who aren't playing. You know, he he dropped Martinelli, for instance. Um, I don't know if, uh, was Smith Rowe on the bench? I don't know if he's back from fitness So if he's coming back. Once you've got these people who are fighting for first-team places, it's not as easy as just getting the same out of that same sort of 12, 13. You've got to manage a squad of 18 then.
0: Tank, there was something like here, I think it was Adrian Durham who came out and said, he was basically saying that, now this is Adrian Durham and we know what he Adrian Durham likes, likes to do here, right? And yeah. he's, he's, he's doing it big time here. But he's trying to say that Arsenal have basically been one of the luckiest teams you could ever wish to meet with how things have fell this season. And I'm not going to do it now, but he listed all these different reasons. Jimmy said there, look, they they do keep going to the well. They have had a little bit of a rub of the green, but that, that's doing a massive disservice to what Arsenal have done massive, this season. No, massive.
2: Lads, let, let, let's get it right. Now, whoever wins the league at the end of the season over a 38-game period, they're the best team in the Premier League. If you're top after 38 games... You're there on merit. You're not there because of luck, because you don't have this amount of luck for things. So we, Adrian Durham is the biggest cockroach <laughs> what's out there. He's a human rodent, and whatever he says, the opposite's true. And <laughs> I think Arsenal... And I, I, I you like him there, mate, yeah? You like him I yeah. think he's a cock who just makes controversial <laughs> statements just to get his name out there, because he's he's irrelevant, isn't he? He's like Gabriel Brommerhoff, who thinks that he's in Jürgen Klopp's head and everything, that's sausage. You know, these people are idiots who need to speak shit to get clickbait and all that but i i think arsenal are gonna i think they're gonna push on that i genuinely dim you know put it this way you they're coming to Anfield, jamie I mean, you know she you know you're in for the fucking game against them and jay's who's coming back for me it's it's a it's a big thing because you know if you're bringing him off the bench to replace to nick a goal it's it's fucking good you know and then you're keeping uh, ninketier on his toes because he has to score now or he's going to come out the side I think they're the real deal, boys. I do. I know they've not got this massive squad, but they're young, hungry, and fucking. I think they're going to win the and I think they're going to win the league quite comfortably. Talking of uh, talking of how things pan out, uh,
0: it's time for predictions, Jim. And I have absolutely no idea how I did here, but I know I've got a good feeling that Tank may have had a good weekend. Tick, tick, <laughs> tick, tick, tick. Go on, Jimbo. Okay. Get your spreadsheets out, lad.
1: Do I have to? Hit
2: me, baby, <laughs> one more time.
1: <laughs> hey, that was all right, that tank. Yeah. Go ahead, Jim. T- Tanks had an
0: absolute storm. Oh. is this has tra- this changed everything? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh god. You're further yeah. back
2: in Jimmy's fucking fringe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so although I did predict Liverpool beating United 7-0, um <laughs> I did predict the Forest 2-2 score. Yes. I predicted Southampton winning the correct score. So that's 25
0: points for me this weekend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. Come on now. So. How many points did you get, Jim? Six. Six. Which is, that, a,
1: you know, on a normal, weekend, on a normal that's, week that's, that's all right. That.
0: Yeah, that's all Bro, right.
1: That. I would have took that last weekend, mate. I'd have been flying. But fucking six is bottom. What? Oh. <laughs> Jay got seven.
0: Yes. Go on, I'll take that. Just keep the wheels are spinning.
1: Tank got ten. Oof. Ten big points.
2: Fucking Mystic Meg there. You sure Jimmy? Because I'm, I'm I think it might have been more. Nah, you got <laughs> City results, 2 0. Two Villa two results. Scores. City Villa, Chelsea. Oh wait, yeah, sorry. Oh no. fucking oh, yeah. hell, Jim. Do don't me, don't Jim, tell, you tell you
0: what, Jim mate. You how so, long what? do you have to prepare this, Jim?
2: I'll tell you what Not I got long. right. I'll tell you what Not I got long. right here. No. City 2 0. Villa 1 0. Chelsea 1 0. That's nine points. Liverpool win 10 points. Arsenal win 11 points. Wolves win 12 points. Fucking hell, Jim. Pull that no, in your pipe and smoke three, it. Six,
0: nine, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, feel well. Yeah.
2: Thank you. 12. Now, this is why I write them down because he's a cheap bastard. <laughs> i really cheated. doesn't want
0: to. He I'm doesn't just... want to do that forfeit, does he?
1: <laughs> so that changes. that's changes a lot.
0: Go on then, Jim. Um,
1: hold on. Do I ringing? feel
0: I I could Who's be... phone ringing? No, it was Tank doing. You getting your uh, head it? Your head. Uh,
1: why is it? Sorry, <laughs> I was on the spreadsheet. I was on the spreadsheet. Lads, that's changed. You're making it me worry now
0: that I might not have had seven points. No, yeah, I've, I I I just
1: missed. it. A... So it's just
0: Tanks that you cheat on. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It yeah cheats yeah. on me.
1: Just yeah. on tank, yeah, because I hate him. Um <laughs> so Me six tank uh, homo seven tank twelve takes us Oof. into the overall scores of lowly Jimmy on twenty.
0: Are you now bottom?
1: I was bottom anyway. Bottom
0: anyway. Oh yeah. bottom
1: on. by long what well, I'm now it was three points up until this weekend. Jay, you're on twenty seven. Oh, Tank moves into the front with 29.
0: Oh, stop.
1: Tank takes first place after that. That is a big weekend.
0: A big Big weekend. weekend.
1: Big weekend. Big. Big. Massive.
0: And watch now the talk of what the forfeit will be will change dramatically now that he's at the top.
1: I've still never agreed to shave my head by He did. Shave, no, your head I, and only I, shave your head not, so you can get no, rid of
2: it you can get rid no. of it by growing your hair back you've got to get on a tattoo I love Tank
0: <laughs> <laughs> oof that was a big big moves big moves it fair was. play to your Tank fair play and I'm actually going to have to start recording my scores now Jim because I've lost all confidence it's, you're it's, like to be fair like it's my own me, fault
1: I, nah I did it I keep doing it with like two minutes to your, your eyes so closed quick. yeah yeah yeah
0: this is your section of the bit the podcast Jim you know this all right. well, production well listen, we on. listen.
1: On. well you know just remember because all they want to be tweeting Jim's tweet, Jim's cheating and all that maybe it's just a hey.
0: what what's up with your eye okay. maybe I'm just
1: doing <laughs> maybe I'm doing it on purpose so we get the uh, interactions I'm like Gary Neville
0: oh look at him look at him well done engagement monster there uh, lads <laughs> That was fun, I enjoyed that, I enjoyed getting to call Gary Neville uh, a helmet, uh, so that was a great crack. Uh, Liverpool 7, Manchester United 0 is not something that I get to say often, so I'm just going to say it again, Liverpool 7, Manchester United 0. Uh, enjoy that lads, what's uh, what's the plan for the rest of the week Tank, you got much on?
2: No, not a great deal to be honest lads, Jack's got no game this week, so yeah, not a great, not a great deal happening.
0: International man of leisure, Jimbo, what about you?
1: Games, mate. Game Tuesday for Arch, game Friday, game Sunday, all the games.
0: Still, are you playing again this weekend or is that just no? Nah, knew... I meant
1: to play Friday, but if, um, like I said, mate, I'm sure I've got whiplash. I can't move my neck. I'm like
2: the Tim man. He's uh, <laughs> got whiplash running away from the fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> running that fast.
0: <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, yeah. Right. With that, uh, everybody, thank you for listening, watching um. I have a game on Friday, lads. A game. Uh, a game. So, yeah. are you not banned? No, I'm not banned. Well, I didn't get sent off in the first game, did I? So I've got, a, I've got a game on Friday night.
1: I'm getting on to the FA of Ireland because you need to get a ten match ban.
0: Yeah, so we could do the Friday night live podcast, but we'll come up with something <coughs> anyway. Whether we do it Friday day or or maybe we'll look at doing it over Friday. the weekend at some point. Yeah, we'll get Saturday we get, morning. Yeah, we'll get it sort of sorted either way. Um, I like having an old drink. No lads, I like having a little yeah, drink I as we do it. Who said, who said you can't drink Saturday morning? Tank can't do it for Saturday morning.
2: Yeah, Jack's beam is on the
0: way. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to
2: game. No, this week like midweek. Uh right, okay.
0: We'll, uh, we'll get it sorted either way but I have to say it was great crack last week we had loads of questions yeah. coming in cool. loads of chat it was uh it was genuinely great crack so we'll, we'll keep them uh, wheels spinning do us a favor people that listen because I can see it you can I can I know you're hearing me say this but I don't think you're doing it enough. Can you leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts or well, give us an out subscribe on YouTube there. Um, I can see where the ratings and stuff come through. Honestly, one rating, one review. People send us messages saying they, they love the podcast and it makes us feel brilliant. We love that people are enjoying it, but do us a favor, send it on the old app store or wherever you get your podcast, because it will help the, the podcast get spread far and wide. So uh, with that, Uh, I hope you all have a fantastic remainder of your week. I know I'm going to. I don't think it's possible to consume any more football content than I have since yesterday's game, but I'm going to try and break the record and basically just hook myself up to the internet for the next few days and consume as much as I can. So with that, enjoy the rest of your week and we will be back with you later on this week on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Cheers, boys. Cheers, lads. Up the red.